Hello, I'm Mercedes Stevenson, and this is the West Block Politics, Perspectives, and Players. One of the top issues in this election campaign is health care. It's a concern across the country, but out east, it's a crisis. From doctor shortages to wellness facilities to ER closures. How is this all playing out as we head to Election Day on October 21st? We travel to Canada's east coast, to Nova Scotia, to find out. As a precaution, um, they, took, they took out the appendix. And a month later, I got a phone call from my doctor um, asking me to go in to see her. Uh, and then she told me that I had uh, what's called neuroendocrine cancer. 33-year-old Chelsea Pridham's cancer diagnosis came in May. In July, part of her colon and intestines were removed. The surgeon told her she was 98% cancer-free. Chelsea, still in recovery, is too scared to celebrate. In my mind, as a you know newly diagnosed, brand new to this rodeo sort of um, person, I'm thinking about that 2% and wondering what I'm going to do if I have pain or if I don't feel well or, you know, where do I go? Because unfortunately, my family doctor closed her practice last week. So I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know really what's going to happen if I, you know, have a pain or if I get nauseous or if I, you know, get scared and I can't calm, you know, can't talk myself out of that. Then I'll, I guess I'll go to the emergency room and talk to a doctor there. But, you know, that's wasting resources probably um, wasting time. And Chelsea is not the only patient without a family doctor, adding more stress for emergency rooms. I'm a family doctor and I also work Emerge. I'll see folks in the emergency department who've been without a family doctor for some time and not uncommonly be diagnosing cancer in an emergency department. Dr. Tim Holland is the past president of Doctors Nova Scotia. Patients without a family doctor fully understand how hard it is to access healthcare when they don't have access to a family physician. And so we're seeing, you know, patients calling up dozens of family doctors' offices trying to get on the list. The physician shortage is most felt in our family physician shortage. There are thousands of patients across Nova Scotia who are without a family doctor. And if you've ever been without a family doctor, you, you'd know you're being left out of healthcare. I mean, without that family doctor, you've got no way to connect with consultant services. You have no one who can follow you along, visit to visit, to kind of monitor your ongoing health needs, to pick up on those diseases before they become a problem, but also have someone there to reassure you, reassure you about issues that might not be a problem. A family doctor is absolutely critical to de good delivery of healthcare. The Nova Scotia Health Authority says the shortage of doctors is again affecting the Memorial Hospital's emergency room in Pugwash, so that ER will be closed this coming Friday. The situation is so bad in Nova Scotia, they have a hospital report, just like a weather report. The Nova Scotia Health Authority issues a bulletin every Monday and updates it through the week on which emergency rooms are open and which are closed. It's become so common to hear hospital emergency room closures on your local radio station, it becomes like it's going to rain, it's going to snow, it's going to be sunny. I had one listener call one day and he said, there are so many hospital closures on your newscast, why don't you just broadcast the ones who are open? It's a smaller list. And that healthcare list for doctors and better ER services is one of the top issues in the election campaign. That bleeds into other things like uh, money for hospitals and other kinds of infrastructure, even wellness facilities. It's all balled up in that bigger healthcare concern. The battle here in Central Nova is between the Liberals and Conservatives over healthcare and the environment. This is Conservative McKay country, where first Elmer and then his son Peter McKay held the seat for decades. This constituency was held by, for 40 years by one family 
the McKay family, so Elmer McKay uh, under Joe Clark, under Brian Mulroney, his son Peter McKay, of course, who eventually became leader of the Progressive Conservative Party and then merged with Stephen Harper's uh, Canadian Alliance to, to form the new Conservative Party of Canada. And then because he was so personally popular and because there was such a strong loyalty to almost to the family um, in the riding, he was able to hold that constituency until he decided not to run again in 2015. Uh, so that's a very strong base for the Conservatives to try to build on and revive. Uh, they don't have this strong personal following anymore to count on. So how much of Peter McKay's vote was a vote for Peter McKay, a vote for the McKay sort of family tradition in the region, and how much it was a committed conservative vote in the way that we see core conservative votes, say, in Western Canada, is the question. Uh, and I think that this, this election will tell the story because we don't have a big wave going on toward one party or another. So we can kind of discount that. So now it's much more a question of a, a, an election in which the, it could go either way, in terms of the constituency could go either way. Uh, in this context, I think national issues are important. The, the, the strength of the local MP, the sitting incumbent is important. How much is Sean Fraser able to build on, you know, what has been a very good four years for him? He hasn't made a misstep. Uh, he's a very affable, very intelligent young man. He's been a good constituency representative. Is he able to carry that? Will that be enough now to carry him over the line in an election that's a toss-up? In 2015, though, it turned red. And now the Conservatives have brought in country music star George Canyon to win it back. Healthcare at the door is probably tied. It's the top three things I hear about. My dad was in healthcare. He was the chief tech of the Aberdeen Hospital right up the road his whole life. And dad said to me 20 years ago, we're in trouble. It's in a downward spiral. And you're going for treatments in the, the city. Liberal candidate Sean Fraser says there is a role for the federal government to play in easing the health crisis. The issues are so consistent, uh, it would blow you away. Uh, we hear every second door uh, is concerned about uh, the quality of our health care system in Nova Scotia. They're concerned about uh, access to family doctors, about the quality of our mental health system, about the wait times that they experience. As far as I know, there's no other party that's actually campaigning on a commitment specifically to help provinces recruit family physicians and primary care providers. And through the work that we've put in as a group of members of Parliament from Nova Scotia, I'm sure it had an impact because this is the top priority for a lot of people who live in the area that I cover and uh, to reflect uh, their interests and their needs, I feel like we have to be making these kinds of investments. Otherwise, we, ha we ha have been turning a blind eye to their concerns, and they deserve better than that. Uh, so I was thrilled when I saw that specific commitment on the family doctor recruitment piece, because I know it reflects what I've been hearing on the doorstep for four straight years. Um, most people appreciate that healthcare is a constitutional responsibility of the province, and I think they're right to expect uh, not just an increase in the transfer payments, uh, but innovative solutions that will help improve the quality of our provincial system. But for cancer patient Chelsea Pridham, there's little hope those transfer payments will be coming anytime soon, even after the election. I'm not hearing really as much as I thought I would be in terms of you know what the campaign promises are between different parties. Um, I thought that this would be a huge, massive issue that everybody would be talking about, and I don't see that. We are at a point where this is more than a crisis. Um, I don't know 
I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know like what the solution is. Um, I mean, obviously we can't get all the doctors that we need in the province, you know, in a month. Um, but I know, like I said, that I'm not the only person that's dealing with something like this. And that's scary. It's, it, I mean, it's really scary. That's all the time we have for today. Thanks for joining us. For the West Block, I'm Mercedes Stevenson.